Hello, good morning, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Grinnell Talk Council Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ace. And I'm your host, Chameleon. And we are back, finally, for another week of anime. But as always, if you'd like to become a council member and join me, McMillian, as we discuss, as we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga, then make sure you hit that like and subscribe button as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. And with that being said, the council That's is now in session. session. Let, Let the, the meeting begin. begin. We took a week off and I thought he was going to forget about nope. that. All right. Not at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we're back with another weekly episode. Um, you know, we missed you guys. It's been a, it's been a while out here. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend McMillian here left me out to drive by myself for an entire week because he left me to go on vacation. But now he's back. So, <laughs> how you doing, McMillian? How I, was your vacation? I am good. I am uh, was rejuvenated from all the roller coasters I rode and uh, ready to talk about some anime. Do you have? Uh, yeah, that's nice. Maybe, maybe um, my friend McMillian here will have some pictures to share with the congregation. <laughs> Either we might have put up a little slideshow up on the video now, or we'll share them on our social media. So you'll be looking out for those if he's considerate and generous enough to share some of his photos with us. <laughs> hey, if people want to see him, I don't mind sharing them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, glad to have you back. And we're gonna, as always, gonna start us off with some council announcements here. Everybody, and got a little list, not too big. Um, but once again, I want to start off by saying that our series review of the Netflix anime Vampire in the Garden is out and live now. So, if you've not had yet had a chance to go watch that, please do so. It is now live on both our you know our audio only platforms as well as YouTube. So, go and check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, moving from there. Um, next week, there may be a possibility of um, no episode next week due to some um, issues here at on the council. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, family emergency. I know I left you for a week and I know I'm leaving you for another week. I am <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Things happen. So, yes, due to family um, emergencies, there is a possibility that we're not being episode next week. But um, if I can pull some stuff, you know, out of a hat here, you know, out of my magic hat. Then we will have something for you guys next week. Um, but as of right now, I don't know. I, I got a week <laughs> to think of something. So we'll, let's see if I can think of something. <laughs> but um, so moving on from there, um, we got we supposedly, supposedly, we're supposed to be getting some more information on Vinland season season two, Vinland Saga rather, season two mm-hmm. on June 8th, this Wednesday here at the time of the release of this video, actually. Um, so hopefully we do get that uh, information on June 8th because we're all, we're waiting. We're, we're freaking waiting. Mm-hmm. We're, they, this information was been came out about an, a month ago and they just left us hanging and so now they finally saying something and hopefully we do get some more information about this because Vinland Saga season two needs to happen mm-hmm. it needs to happen and now let me tell you right now <laughs> if Vinland Saga season two if they say this shit is coming for the fall it is over with I don't know what the hell we gonna do for <laughs> fall lineup <laughs> but if they say this shit is releasing fall of this year it is I don't know what we're gonna do because it's right now fall 2022 is fucking stacked like it is stacked it's it's looking to be a very nice time for the fall. That's all I gotta say. It is stacked. 
Um, but yeah, so hopefully we get some more information on that. And once we do find out some more information, of course, we will come back and share that with you guys, mm-hmm. just in case, you know, you don't hear about it yourselves. And yeah, so also moving on from there, um, there has been rumors going around. This is not confirmed yet, but there has been rumors going around that the, I think it's a webtoon. These are the webtoon or light novel. But anyways, um, the solo leveling is getting a anime adaptation. Um, it once again, it is nothing confirmed. These are just rumors that have been going around. Um, our friend McMillan here has actually been reading solo leveling, so he can explain a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, so it is. It's both a light novel and a webtoon, um, and it's really good. Uh, what can? How do I describe it without spoiling? Um, it focuses on this guy who basically starts off in his world as, like, one of the weakest people in it. Um, the world he lives in is kind of, like, video game type a little bit. Like, dungeons exist in the world, and people who go into dungeons are called hunters. And they uh, either team up with a guild, or they do it solo and, you know, reap the benefits from themselves. Most people team up with guilds because they're sponsored by the country, and that helps it out. With, with everything like that um one day uh a major accident happens within a dungeon and it uh <laughs> allows our main character to boss up in a certain type of way that i'm not going to spoil because it's really cool um and basically the, the whole story centers around like him um and his growth as well as what his growth how how it affects the world around him because mm-hmm. it's related to basically how his whole world runs. Um no the good. way he's able to Question. grow. What's up? Is it is it in the Isekai? It is not an Isekai. His world it okay. is legitimately just like he's in So a, he was born into the yeah, world. Yeah, it's a it's just a fantasy type well type Yeah, it's, it's a fantasy, fantasy yeah, I guess game type yeah, world. fantasy video game type world, basically. Okay. Alright. I was, I was about to say, because I heard you say, you know, he, the where he was born into, and I was like, wait a minute, did he get reincarnated? No, is not this a, another isekai? It is, it is not an isekai. I do, or at least, yeah, I, I don't think, because isekai, I think you have to either leave your be, yeah, world be reincarnated or, be, or be reincarnated. Um, or get transported so, to that world some way, mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, so I don't know. It's not an isekai. And then watch somebody okay. in the comments being like, actually, Jay, it is. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, well, fuck. Uh <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I don't, yeah, I'm going to say this one. So also on August the 4th, the Kakaguri Twin anime is scheduled for August the 4th, another Netflix anime. This is a prequel to the Kakaguri anime that's out now on Netflix now. Um, I have not watched it before, but I heard it was good. And since they got a prequel coming out, I might take, I might go and take a look at it. Uh, we also might review this series as well. Uh. Possibly. I, uh, was it? it has two seasons right now on Netflix. Really solid, in my opinion. Crazy as hell. Uh, so if you do plan on watching it, just be prepared because, yeah, uh, gambling <laughs> and weird people that like gambling. It is like Food Wars, but for gambling, basically, is how. Not I'm Food scared. Wars, but for gambling. It, I'm not as, it's not as raunchy, but it has moments where you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well so that is the end of our council announcements thank you everybody for coming to our council announcements and now we're gonna move on to our episode we have here for today and just like i explained in our last um regular episode we are gonna be doubling up 
um, on our three animes we have here for today. So we're going to be doing episode eight and nine of our three animes, but we're going to be doing this a little differently than our previous dole ups. So for episode eight of the animes we shall be discussing today, we're only going to go through basically the, a quick summary of episode eight and anything, you know, important that we want to touch up on. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss that and then we're going to go straight to episode nine and do our full shebang for that episode. But yeah. So, you know, as always, we're going to start not as always, but this time we're going to keep our lineup the same from last week. We're going to start with um, that time and Andrew gets reincarnated as an assassin who's also a wife, for also formerly known as by family. Okay. So once again, <laughs> we're going to start off with episode eight and we're going to let our boy McMillian here give us the rundown. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, episode eight basically takes place off of where we last left off in episode seven with yours, brother, the lovable Yuri. Uh, Meeting the family, uh, besides Anya. And we start the episode off basically, though, with uh, Twilight having a meeting with one of his correspondents and him telling them, hey, your job is basically going to get a little bit harder because the secret police of West Dallas is cracking down on our operation. Um, fast forward, it shows to, uh, the fact that uh, one of the people that worked at like that thing, the Secretary of State office in West Dallas, got, uh, who was a spy, Got compromised, taken to the secret police, got interrogated, and lo and behold, who's there? Pinocchio. <laughs> Not, Not Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, Yuri. Um, and we basically find out that, oh, uh, Lloyd has not only married an assassin, but he's married an assassin who has a brother that works for his mortal enemies. I mean, he doesn't know that she's an assassin, but hey. Uh, and then, uh, fast forward, uh, Yuri makes it to the home of Lloyd and Yor. Uh, he bringing flowers, acting like he's going to be a very uh, astute gentleman and be like, I'm going to, you know, judge if Lloyd is right for my sister, uh, you know, based on this introduction. And it starts normal, but in true spy family fashion, <laughs> it gets weird because this man is like, hey, start doing this lovey-dovey shit in front of me because I want to see it. And <laughs> and everything just kind of spirals from there because you're is hella uncomfortable. And Lloyd's just like, look, I'm a spy. I done, I done played this part before. Let's just get it over with. Um, he's doing this so much. Like, Yuri's doing this so much. And it's, it's sprung up even more by, like, the alcoholism because they're drinking wine. And he's just <laughs> as much, if not more so, a lightweight than his sister to the point where he's like, look. Unless y'all start kissing in front of me right now, it's over with. This ain't a family. This, Going to the this police. Is fake. <laughs> and that is where episode eight basically ends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so that was episode eight where we have our, like you said, our lovable Yuri here coming in acting a plump fool. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few few things uh, to, uh, I guess, of that is noteworthy from episode eight. So one, um, we I guess we, we weren't really technically right but we weren't necessarily technically wrong about this as well so yuri doesn't necessarily work for i can't remember his name right now but uh, damien's De- father desmond uh i forget their last name i, I know his first yeah. name is desmond his name is desmond so um yuri doesn't directly work for desmond but he does work for this country cia and their mm-hmm. secret services that which he calls it their they call it the secret service and they that's the secret service is directly trying to find twilight so that is not that is a problem so yeah <laughs> the group that fucking is trying to find twilight 
your yours brother is a part of that group, so that doesn't you know help our situation here. Um, one thing we don't know though is 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 if Desmond is any way linked to the Secret Service or not. We don't know if that is true or not. Yeah. So that we're still you know waiting to see if that may be a possibility. But as of right now, it's the situation is still not good because the Secret Service is trying to look for you know Twilight and. He basically let one into his home, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be around more often now. Not the best actions. No, but it, it is interesting because within, like, episode eight, they show off, like, the subterfuge of, like, both, like, how uh, Twilight operates based on the country he's in and how, like, the Secret Service will make small talk, basically, to mm-hmm. try and lull you into a sense of, like, oh, well, they're not actually Secret Service. But in reality, you know, this is they the script. Are. Uh, so, <laughs> and then I got two more points I want to touch upon. At least noteworthy points for episode eight. So we also found out from this episode eight that um, Yuri and Yor lost their. We don't know if they died, but lost their parents at a at a young age. They grew up poor, mm-hmm. and I guess that caused Yor to you know take over the household you no know, duties, if you will. But it also it appears that Yor was killing people from a very very yeah, young age. age. Yes. Um, Which is wild to think about. You know, we thought she may have gotten into this, you know, field as an adult, or, as an or, adult. But or, apparently, she got into this field as a child to <laughs> take care of her brother. Uh-huh. Basically, well, that isn't necessarily confirmed. But if you take the hints from the episode, that's basically you know what you get from it. Um, your like, as you know, the parents was gone, and your had to take care of both of them, and. Yor was basically killing people at an early age because how we found this out is Yor comes back one day from quote unquote work all covered in blood and everything and we're just like okay well that's a respectable right. one young woman right there doing <laughs> she's working at a grocery store obviously obviously or a paint shop I guess <laughs> um, and this doesn't happen once this happened multiple times. times and for the fact that Yuri's just well I guess you know technically was a kid at that point but still he's just doesn't question it you know you come home blood all over your face and everything is just a little wild but i mean i guess what do you i guess what do you think about your getting to assassin at a young age that's interesting um i don't know if they're ever explored that because this is a comedy series but if they did i'd be like I, I would like to know how that started um because what agency is out here recruit, recruiting like 10 year olds to go and stab people <laughs> i just got i, I want to know that sounds like an interesting story uh, it does sound like an interesting story so yeah um, we might get it one day because like you, how does that like even come like how does she even find a job like that like how does that like you said like how does that even just come about i mean i'm assuming that they lost their parents due to wartime because like if Lloyd and Yor are around the same age, Lloyd was shown to have lost his parents due to the war. Like back in was that episode one, I think, when he was like, I, I became a spy so no other person would become like a crying child like me. So if we go off of that, then at least then maybe they took in Yor as like a child soldier and was like, hey, do this shit. And it just became like her becoming an assassin. <laughs> Because I don't think she put an ad in the paper being like, I'm looking for work. And an assassin agency was like, what we need is an 11-year-old. I don't think. (laughs) I I don't. I hope that's not what happened. Go find me a young lady right now. But this (laughs) is a comedy anime, so I don't put it totally past them to be like, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. But I'm done. Yeah, so that was that. And then the last thing I really wanted to touch up on episode 8 is, um, no, I've been... I saw some stuff on you know, social media about this as well, but this 
I be, it basically hit me when I first was watching this episode. Why did they have to give Yuri a sister complex in his characteristics? Because like, it's hilarious for it's hilarious in Japan, I guess. I don't know. In America, it's weird. Uh, it's it, the the funny thing was watching him squirm, but not more so being like, I, I want my sister to be in love with me. That was, <laughs> I, the, you know, like that, that, that deterred it for me. But I, yes. him, and, him squirming of being like, oh, my sister's in love. I was like, you know, that's, that could be any delting brother. That could be like an older brother or younger brother. But him being like, no, Yuri can't, I mean, Yuri can't kiss people unless it's me. Nigga, what? <laughs> yeah, and th- th- yeah, it was very cringeworthy to watch, and I haven't had a dislike yet for Spy Family, but they finally got one. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't necessarily understand the sister complex thing. I think that's like a, a cultural thing that happens. Yeah, um, because that's not making fun of a overprotective parent or brother or sibling. That's something that we do here, but yeah, them having like i'm in love with my brother and or like for instance uh there's an anime a regular magic high school the main girl has a brother complex and it deters me every time it happens i'm like wow this is a really interesting magic and she's talking about sleeping with her brother brother oh my god we go (laughs) (laughs) but yes no yeah that that when that popped up in the show i was like whoa wait a minute what are we what are we doing here? Could we not have just stuck with the over overprotective brother thing? Like, did we have to go to the sister complex situation? Because I mean, it, at least in this case, I guess I can kind of understand why he would, you know, technically have one because you know he grew up without parents, and you know his sister fucking raised him. So, you know, there's that. But do I still agree with no. it? No. Do I understand? I guess. I mean, is there? But. Under, understanding is not approval. Just remember no, that. No, it is not. You, you, you too, listener. Every Anytime you tell somebody that you understand the side of an argument and they get flippant, just remind them, understanding is not approval. It just means you know what happened. <laughs> I it. don't approve of your message. I understand your message. Like it's, I get what, I see where you're coming from. Do I agree with you, no. though? Not at not all. At all. But, but I can understand it. So, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Spot Family gets his first dislike from me. Yuri's sister complex. I just I, and and that's fair. That's understandable. I get it. I can't. For it puts a bad feeling in my stomach too. Still a good episode though. But yeah, yes. Overall, yes, it was still a good episode. Um, yes, I would agree. So moving forward into episode nine. Oh, I forgot. I didn't do the titles. Um, episode eight is called the Counter Secret Police uh, Cover Operation, and episode nine is called Show Off How in Love You Are. I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, for episode nine, uh, big horny energy. At the start, like <laughs> out the gate, we just we're 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 going slow kiss mode, and in the funniest way that is interrupted is that your is that your is like I can't do this sober. Immediately grabs the bottle and just downs it, and I'm like, all right, we, we have gotten to dangerous territory because as we all Very know, dangerous territory. The drunken fist is a thing. <laughs> um, moving from there though, they you know they're about to kiss, and then we get to see Yuri freak out and be like. Hold on now. The only one who gets to touch <laughs> my sister's lips should be me. And that's where the the weirdness happens, unfortunately. Um, but in his, uh, what do I want to say? His dismay in trying to stop it, uh, Yor freaks out because he's like, I can't do this. I've never kissed anyone before. And slaps the shit 
clean out of your uh uh yuri and he flies across the room and like comedic fashion there's uh the the flowers that he brought like burst everywhere and it's crazy and even anya wakes up and is like oh is that the end of the world <laughs> and then goes immediately back to sleep um and it that whole thing spirals into somehow yuri being like i respect you lloyd because my sister loves you so much she's willing to cause damage to me i comedy uh and but he vows to uh he still doesn't accept their marriage but he's like i understand the thing and he vows to be back to thwart his their marriage in some way shape or form but uh due to that and everything that happened Lloyd is now very suspicious of your to the fact that uh, the fact that she has a secret service brother. Understandable. He's a spy. He's got to be on his toes. So very understandable. An elaborate scheme is hatched between him and Frankie to. I don't think it was that elaborate. I, well, I that's the joke. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> um, to corner your uh, during her workday and investigate to see. If she truly knows that her uh, the information that her brother is a secret service agent or not, um, and your to Lloyd's surprise or I guess not surprise to Lloyd's hope maybe um, proves that she is innocent that she knew nothing about this. Um, she beat innocent and proven guilty, guilty, and she beat Frankie's Frankie's ass. That's like the only thing that she did. That I was like, yo, these are secret service people. You just out here beating the fuck out. Of them. I get it. <laughs> they shouldn't be touching you, but also, ma'am. Police, <laughs> but hey, police, but hey, uh, you're gonna do what the fuck she won't. <laughs> Man, we already figured that out. Uh, yep, and um, after that, we get a real wholesome ending because uh, Anya comes home and notices the fact that Lloyd and Yor are working in tandem together, and just like, oh, mommy and daddy are what is it? Mommy and daddy and Kitty are, are getting along, and then it's kind of like wraps up the episode. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, two nice episodes. Then two, I feel like major for Spy Family. Um, but yeah. really good executed. Yes. No, I I agree that we did get the. Uh, no, I agree. I appreciate that we got this episode because you know it's shown that he is taking his spy job seriously because one, her brother is a fucking Secret Service member, so now he has to do his due diligence and make sure that your isn't ain't got no funny business going on because that could have been the case, but you know as we all know that is not the case. Um, yours an assassin. I thought that some of that might have been might have gotten slipped out in this episode, and that he might have not Take necessarily found out that she was an assassin, but found out that she had another quote unquote hidden job, if you will. Um, but that that was not the case, the case and. But now we're still in the clear. So we did, I didn't get my episode where he found out she was an assassin. No, that's not it's coming. though. yeah, that's not coming for a while though. I'm pretty sure. Like that's <laughs> I won't say that's like series ending, but that's going to be pretty close. Like to I feel like the end maybe of yeah. the of the series is them finding out about each other's uh, jobs, real jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. But yeah, that's something that I thought was going to happen, or at least he was going to get like a small hint towards it, but. Didn't get that, but um, now your not your Lloyd has a newfound trust for your once again, which is good to see. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, think she's aspiring thing again, and now he might have actually even, I guess, almost fell in love with her more even this episode, if if you will, yeah. Um, because you know, our boy Frankie, not Frank, yeah, Frankie mentions to Lloyd like you know, don't be getting feelings for, you know, your and stuff like that. Don't be getting 
don't catch feelings. This is a job. No, you're a spy. We got to save the country, yada, yada, uh-huh. this. But of course, you know, Lloyd ain't, uh, he, well, he's listening, but <laughs> it's still, hope, it, it turns out that's not the case. And he's catching feelings for you, or slowly but surely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Slowly but surely. If any, um, I don't think, if anything, uh-huh. respect and admiration to be like, I, you know, family unit. Yes, so. a family unit. Um, I don't think there's anything other than that that was really too much noteworthy from this episode. You know, it was really just your, not yours. <laughs> it was really just Lloyd trying to figure out if your was a secret spy or anything. And, you know, yeah, that was the episode. So, I mean, there's not really much to talk about that that's really more noteworthy than that. So, we can go ahead and move on to our dislikes for this episode. And... As I was just saying, um, not really much that just happened in this episode. It was just Lloyd mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the hell's going on with your. I don't really have any dislikes for this episode. Um, do you have anything? No, not really. Uh, like we already technically discussed the whole sister complex thing, so that's just a general dislike. I don't think that's attributed to this episode. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because some more that popped up in this episode. And I guess if I did have to put a dislike <laughs> in here, it would be why the hell right? is Jerry Locker full of pictures of your? <laughs> what are we doing, my guy? Get it together. Uh, Get it together. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so I guess besides that, no, not really. I think I, I, I thought this was a pretty smart episode because I think eventually uh, the fact that Lloyd is a spy, he would eventually start suspecting this woman who just randomly agreed to marry him out of the blue. Even if you know, even though they had a pretty solid understanding, it would be re- weird for Lloyd to at least not look into her deeper. Slightly, so yes. I thought that I thought it, it would be very weird. I thought this you, was you like just found perfect. out her brother's a secret service, and you're not going to at least find out something like mm-hmm. have your have your man's look into it a little bit more or something like I don't know, I don't know. I'm um, yes, it, it would have been very weird. But anyway, so we can move on to our favorite scenes for this episode, episode nine, and I um, don't really. Well, no, I got one actually. Mm-hmm. My only one for this episode is when yours. Like you said, smack Yuri across the room smack and he hits the, the wall. Shit out of him. And your Anya just wakes up like, is this the end of the world? And she just goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um one of my uh that was a favorite scene of mine. Um so I'm I'm not gonna dwell too much on it, but that was just <laughs> I, that got a that got a genuine like uh laugh out of me. You know, it's my family always makes me laugh, but that was like I was oh man. That was just good. That was wholesome. Um, yeah, I was just I was just laughing at Anya waking up. That was yeah. that was a hilarious part to me. <laughs> um, the other one I, uh, that was funny to me was uh, Lloyd uh, when Lloyd and Frankie interrogated Yor, and Frankie got way too into it. And Lloyd was like, <laughs> "I think you're going a little bit too far, my guy, but you got it in his head." And then he ends up getting like, I, I don't know if she yeah flips. She basically like. Flips him, I think, or whatever. That was a good scene because I was just like, Frankie, you didn't have to be that aggressive, but this is what it gets you. <laughs> this is what it gets you. So right here. So that was uh yeah, those those are mine. I didn't have too much either. Yeah, after that happened, I was like, please don't let them get into fighting with you right here. I I hate to have to lose Lloyd like this. <laughs> Uh, my boy go in. Your just goes back home. Where's Lloyd? And she left his man in the in this back alley. <laughs> All crippled up and stuff. Oh, so let's go to episode. Oh, nah, it's been a minute. Been a week here. <laughs> let's go to our rating for this episode here. And I will agree with you. I'm a million. We were starting to talk about this off camera. Um, I think I got to give it you know around a seven ish. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing too higher than that. It was a, it was a decent episode. Um. 
It had its moments here and there. Nothing too crazy happened, as we already explained multiple times, but it was an episode. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't great either, so give it about a seven. Yeah, I thought this episode is basically around a seven because I, while it was very, while it was entertaining, I think uh, it wasn't as shine through as some of the other ones that we gave higher episodes uh, to, yes. if I could like uh, make up a phrase. Uh, <laughs> it had like it has great moments and everything, but I just I don't know. Th- th- not a lo- well, stuff happens to progress the story, but it's just like you know, kind of like a in a way, it felt like a side plot in a way. If that makes sense, um, I because it's not focusing directly on the family, like stuff happens around. I don't know. For me, it's like maybe my explanation isn't doing the best. I'm gonna just shut up. But basically, I mean, well, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Like, it's like you said, it's not directly right into the family, but I, I guess for the overall arching part of the story, it nobody comes, has to yeah. look into your name. It comes he, like yeah. he has no choice. No, that's what I was saying. Like, it, I was like, maybe I'm saying that wrong. That's not necessarily 100 percent what I meant. That it doesn't like fully relate to the family but i feel like you know wh- what were we missing in this act is probably the same Anya, yeah i mean i, I get what you're saying like yeah or stuff like yeah because there, there were no onion answers in this episode at all it was just because she was gone you know she went to school for this episode and we we didn't you know do any flash cuts to her at all while she was at school um i mean i guess you no know, part of this did we necessarily need a whole episode dedicated to lloyd looking into your Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe half. We could have did this in maybe half the episode. Who knows? But regardless, I still think he had. They had to show us. Oh yeah, no, looking, no. I don't Lloyd think looking at you or one way or another. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I guess maybe it's more so just not enough happened. I guess with the tailing, I would have loved because some more like funny antics. Yeah, because uh, even like happened. you said, I thought more was gonna happen with him while he was investigating your, but. You know, he just, he wiretapped her. He was listening to a few of her conversations while she was at work. And then, you know, she leaves work to, you know, to, to, uh, to deliver the mail. And that's when they do their little ensemble with the them disguising yeah, so. as the Secret Service. Like I said, I did thought more was going to happen with that, but it did not. Um, even when yours started being very confrontational, I thought more was going to go down then. But, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, that, like I said, it was just happen. maybe just lacking a few things here. There. But that's, you know, it's still a good episode, though. I still think it's yes. Uh, I agree. I do agree. So we are now done with Spy Family episode eight and nine. Let us know down below in the comments what you guys think about these two episodes of Spy Family. And we are going to be moving on to our next anime here. We're going to move on to Shield Hero. Once again, we're going to go ahead and start with the summary of episode eight, led by our friend here, McMillian. Yeah. So uh, episode eight takes place out of the after them getting out of the labyrinth. It is called A Parting in the Snow. Um, and basically, we get to learn more about Kizuna's world. And um, not only Kizuna's world, but like more about uh, people that she calls friends, but now Fumi knows his enemies, such as Glass, Lark, and I forget the other girl's name. But uh, she, Kizuna, as they're traveling to... the She has a very forgettable name. I just want to point that out. I forget what it is. I know she's of the gym. She's a very forgettable person. <laughs> she doesn't do much. Uh, but... That t- we're gonna stop disrespecting her for a moment so I can get back. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, so basically, as Kazuna and Naofumi travel back to uh, the place where Kazuna was summoned as a vessel hero, uh, they Naofumi just basically gets the rundown of I guess Kazuna's relationship with Glass, Lark, and Old Girl, as well as we find out that the wave countdown has started in this world. And as we know from the previous episodes, the wave is, is not supposed to exist in this world, supposedly. And well, 
I wouldn't say that. I think that because she's a vassal hero, she doesn't know about the ways. I think the cardinal heroes of this world knows about the ways because if we're not because you know Lark and Glass are from this well, world, and they know about. Well, it. then what I'm saying is I don't remember her having a reaction to like what they were in general, and I feel like a person would know what they were generally. Maybe not like yeah, well, you know, yeah, because well, I think it was back in episode seven when when um. He asked her about that. Our boy Nafumi, yeah, mentioned it too, and she was like, you know, what's the way? What, yeah, what is yeah, the way? Yeah. She didn't know what he was so talking about. That's what I'm about, saying. But like, it, but now we have a countdown to it, and uh, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens when that all gets sorted out. But um, another thing that they come, we come to realize through this episode, Nafumi and his team are still low level, and so they have to get back to grinding and selling, uh, and Nafumi. Uh, after sharing basically, you know, his wares with Kizuna and Kizuna sharing the wares with them, they figure out basically like what's beneficial to them and what's not. And they decide to start selling this potion that helps boost that brings SP back or energy back to these people within Kizuna's world called the spirit people. Uh, mm-hmm. and they make a buck, they make a killing. Um, <laughs> honestly, they end up buying a new gear, and after gearing up and everything, um, they're introduced to this new character called Kazuki, who turns out to be like this supposedly really smart mage who figured out how to travel between the dragon hourglasses and Kizuna's world without being a hero. Which, uh, Kizuna gave the information that hey, to do the travel, you have to be a hero, you can't not be nothing not be so it's like oh shit how did he do this they don't even really dwell on that part for much and they're just like hey we know that we got good gear now and then we know where we gotta go so we need to you know get to that shit uh so they end up basically pulling a heist uh breaking into the temple that the dragon hourglass is but they end up basically walking right into a trap uh kazuki is apparently work, uh, was revealed to work for Kyo, and they basically had to defend against his people while looking for the Dragon Hourglass. They find it, but when they teleport, when they use it to teleport, Kyo's, uh, in, in weird, true glasses villain fashion, it's like, this is all part of my plan, and uh, <laughs> you're going to leave, and Reptal- is going to stay, and... Yeah, uh, you lose now for me, and uh, they get te- and that's basically the end of the episode is that they get teleported away and Raptalia is taken hostage or gets captured. Um, see, um, so yes, that that is the episode. I guess one thing I do want to touch upon about this episode is we we discussed this I think back in when we were talking about episode seven is um, hopefully we get more of a feel from. The I guess you know the season one feel from this anime now that they when they got transported to the new world and they got you know reset back to level one and in true fashion we are still we are have been getting more more feels of that from season one because now for me had to go back and start once again being a travel salesman so we got a little mm-hmm. bit of that action in, from this episode so that was nice to see um, like you said we also got to learn more about her world in general and all the different types of um races and stuff that you know that exist in their world and things things of that nature we learned that glass was a spirit people yeah spirit, spirit person, person which is why she's so strong because spirit people don't have mp like everybody else and they don't have levels either so th- their strength just comes from i that guess you know their natural born strength whatever they're born with and so that spirit people are also, are also tend to be the strongest beings in their worlds due to that fact right there and that was the reason why i was 
Glass is so fucking strong because she's a spirit person. And we don't I don't remember her name because she is a forgettable person, but we found out that old blue hair girl is a gym person, which is interesting. Um I think um, they didn't really go um, I was about to say they kinda hint to uh, in the episode with the turtle thing, she takes off her headband and you can see it. Uh but then we didn't have a name, I guess, for you know, what uh if there, she was a racer's a construct or something. So that was cool to find out. Yeah. They didn't go too deep into the no the gym race, but we found out what she was. And it's pretty much it. And like you said, we, we also found out that, you know, only Vassal, he, not Vassal heroes, only heroes in general can use the Dragon Hourglass to teleport, which is also a, a cool thing. They, their Dragon Hourglass can be used to teleport, but the ones in Nafumi's world, they can't do that with their Dragon Hourglass. Mm-hmm. Or they haven't figured it out, one of the two, because we don't know. Um, It could be a possibility that, that they could use theirs to transport. We don't know. Yeah. But haven't figured that out yet at least in the end, yeah, I, was, I mean that was that was a little bit behind yeah that was a, i mean like i said that was a really cool thing to see uh though like how the different items and stuff interacted with like them based on the world they were from and all that i stuff. agree because i did i did not think that was going to have any different type of effects in their world because like you said once one one um item that they found i don't remember what it was but he gave it to old girl and she got xp and i'm like how the hell she get XP from this random ass item you just gave her? Like that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a cool thing to find out because I didn't think you know their items from the different world was gonna have any different type of effects or anything. Yeah, I mean because it so was kind of cool to find out. Yeah, because that world seems pretty similar except for like the Correct. wave thing and the fact that that's what heroes can't hurt people. But hey, uh, Correct. And then I guess the last thing I did want to touch upon for this episode, um. You mentioned that, you know, the the wave kind of has started back. Yeah. So, and then you also mentioned how, you know, old girl didn't know about the waves. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's because she didn't know about them because she was stuck in the labyrinth at the time? Well, the thing- Or maybe the waves were differently in this world? Well, the thing, I'm, well, the way I'm thinking is, A, that could be a thing that could have a different name for it completely, uh, or B, is that- uh, uh, what was I say? It could be possible that uh, she could have missed whatever a wave was when she was captured. Because we don't know how long she, we we don't know what has been going on while she was in there, um, and we don't know how the waves necessarily affect their world. Because the wave could be like, oh, how long you have until you get tra- like till uh, glass lark and them get transported to now gets transported to the other like world. it could yeah. th- for them it could just be like them getting te- like those heroes getting teleported over. To fight now, Fumi, or something like that, or or uh, Lois, or uh, it could be nothing. <laughs> I I don't know, um, and it could be having to do with and and the 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 fact that it's here now could have something to do with now Fumi now appearing in this world. Well, I wouldn't. The only reason why I wouldn't say is nothing is because you no, know, we know the reason why Glass and Gang are invading Nafumi's world is is save because it. to quote unquote save their, their world. world. So it has to have some ramifications on the world one way or another. Yeah, I'm just, just saying, like, it, quite know it, if if she doesn't know what it is, it can't. I, it has to be something that can be easily like contained that doesn't get out to a lot of people. Because uh, she's a hero. I, 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 even if she's not like a cardinal hero, she is still a hero, and I feel like she, she is a hero, should yes. be aware of whatever the fuck you know. My vote is the way it started when she got trapped in the labyrinth. Well, they started during the time while she was trapped in the labyrinth. That's my guess. Maybe, um, but I feel like 
Well, we'll get to no. it. The, uh, the, the, the only thing is about that that I don't like or like that has a hole in it. When she meets up with the hero that we meet in 9, uh, he doesn't mention it. He doesn't mention. He doesn't mention the ways. Yeah. I mean, so that's the only thing. Because I feel like, hey, if this started happening while you were gone, they would, you know, tell her. Maybe, but that, I mean, I guess that just still depends because she is a vassal hero and not a cardinal hero. Uh, but so. I mean, it, it, the waves have an effect on the world, as far as we know. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah. So that's why I was like, unless this has happened the whole time and it's an easy, and their, the, their version of the wave is just simply glark glass in them being teleported to Naofumi's world to fight them. I don't see how you couldn't know because our only example of waves is like, oh, monsters appearing out of the fucking nowhere <laughs> and destroying shit. You don't, you know, you don't ignore that. Like that don't. No, you don't ignore that. Which is why I said that you know, um, the waves probably started happening while she was in lab. But also, yes, that's something you don't necessarily miss. But the waves don't necessarily happen everywhere in the world at once. The waves, when the waves do come, is in a contained area if you will that's true of a certain a certain area so that is true but i'm just saying like it it there the way this world seems is like they're it's like a network granted there are there have enemy nations but i feel like that's a bigger reason for them to know what's going on in different parts of the world because they have to keep tabs and then them. then another reason why she might not necessarily know about the ways is because we do know she was summoned to her world for a different reason than Nafumi because that's when, you know, true. But I'm just saying the conversation when he brought up the ways, she was like, no, I don't know what those about. Well, I guess it was like, we was some here for different reasons. So, well, but my thing with that is, I guess is like, that still relies on the fact that like, they are keeping a, this, like, you know, giant ass monsters coming out of the world secret <laughs> from a hero, which I don't, I'm, which how they treat her, in episode nine, I don't, I don't think they do that. I mean, maybe not, but at the same time, well, no, I was about to say she's not really a fighter, but I take that back. She just can't hurt humans. She can hurt monsters. We've seen her take down a monster, so I'm, I'm going to nip that in the bud now. Um, so never mind. I will agree with you. Yes, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like with that one specifically, there's a, there's a hole there. But I, I don't I, know. I mean, there's a hole in there in general, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, still, my guess. I'm still going with it, even though there is a hole in it. The way it started happening while she was in the labyrinth. Yes, there may be a small hole in it, but goddamn it, we sticking I'm, with, I'm sticking with my theory. <laughs> I'm thinking that the A, the ways are either new, or B, that it's been something that's been happening, but it's so easily contained. It, 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 it's so small, like it, it like larking them traveling or something like that, that it's not like something major that everybody knows about it. That's the only, yeah, that's I mean, the only thing knows? that I mean, makes sense to me. Glass is a badass. Who knows? Maybe she had single handedly handling handling the ways on her maybe, side. Maybe. Who, who knows? Um, but with all that said, I'll go into our episode, uh, the episode nine, uh, slight recap. Uh, the episode nine was called uh, "Hurry." Wait, no. Whoops, I almost read Tomodachi. Humming fairy. <laughs> uh, that is episode nine for sure. Here and um, in this episode, we basically uh, all plans are a go to try and find Reptalia again. Uh, now Fumi is in Kazuna's home country, and immediately we get uh, talking about season one vibes. Uh, now Fumi, upon uh, announcing that he is a hero from a different world, is met with the most negative vibes. Um, and he is obviously perturbed because he's like, "I just helped your hero get back here, and you bitch, you know what? Fuck it, I gotta find, a, I gotta find a raccoon." You know, you know what? And don't worry about it. Wait till you get to know with the summer. <laughs> Wait till you get. Just go ahead and finish this. Um. So 
we go and we meet the, uh, another vassal hero that's a friend of Kizuna, Ethnobolt, who's a, the Bolt vassal hero. Why does a Bolt need a hero? I don't know. Uh, hopefully we find out later. <laughs> uh, and basically, Ethnobolt teaches Naofumi how to create a Shikigami. See? I was almost said Shinigami. I'm glad I didn't. Um, <laughs> which is kind of like a familiar thing made of a person's physical essence. essence and another well actually two people's physical essence um because it requires blood from somebody and then like a piece of hair or cloth or something from another person and that uh will basically the shikigami is made to keep the two people connected in a way shape or form like it uh basically represents like if that other person is okay and if they're alive and also it can help them find that other per- the other person they make so they make one for Raftalia to basically help them discover where she's at um after doing so uh it becomes a, a baby raccoon um that they uh well i was about to suppose but um that is able to point on a map where Raftalia is she's in the enemy nation so they end up using ethnobolt's uh teleportation ability that he has because he's the boat hero to travel to that nation um, they don't find, they don't end up finding Raptalia, but they do end up finding Philo, who, unfortunately, was basically in Raptalia's position when we first met her, uh, a slave, uh, for this guy, and she was being forced to put on shows. Um, now Fumi, and, uh, and what's cool about this, though, is, you can make anything cool, I guess, about slavery. Uh, <laughs> now Fumi, uh, we see the Wrath Shield come back, which I did not even know that he could still bring out. Um, since the, the whole world changed, but it was cool to see, cause basically he's like, "Yo, it's still there." Yo, uh, y'all tripping? Cause that's that's my girl, and I'm 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 a, I'm a fuck I'm a fuck y'all up. I just want y'all know I'm a fuck y'all up. And they had to hold my man. Back. Yeah, they had to hold him back. Um, they infiltrate the place, get save Philo, and now Fumi gets his revenge on the slave owner by basically making him relive Philo's experience with uh, the ghost shield. I don't even know if that's actually what it's called, but that's what it looks like. I think it's called like the spirit shield. Yeah, some shit like uh, that. and um, we find and basically uh, the party is more complete now and they're back to looking for Rattali by the end of the episode. And in the after credit scene, we basically see that Wrath... Oh, well, by the end of the episode slash after credit scene, we find out that Rattali's status bar disappeared from Naofumi's HUD and that basically he said that meant she was her... Slave seal had been removed, and she's been captured, it seems, by... Well, we know she was captured by Kyo, but she's shown to be in, like, this very snowy place and, like, looking up at a castle. That was basically, like, the last thing we saw um, for this episode. Now, I'm going to hop back on this before I lose my train of thought. So, now, we was discussing um, Agar the... Come on. God damn it. Kizuna. Mm -hmm. Old girl. Her know about the plot hole and whatnot. The reason why she may not know about it is because we, we, as you just discussed in this episode, she goes back to the capital and the people and everything. And the way that, like you said, they looked at Nafumi, they was like, "Why is he here? Get him out of here. He's here to destroy our world." Kizuni Kizuna knew nothing about that. So with that being said, if she knew basically knows nothing well, about what's going on with other heroes and stuff like that, what makes you think well, she still might necessarily what's going on with the two, other cardinal heroes of her world? Two, two. So that we, we so we just found out. Well, no, 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 Paul. So we just found out that there's they, that they are in fact keeping secrets from the heroes Can, in their just world. Let me, just, just, just let me answer the question. What's up? This what's is up? a hero from a different world. Oh, okay. So that's one. 
So it's not necessarily yeah. they're keeping hero there that like this information that you need to know because it's very from from my understanding hero people coming to their world might be a rarity. So that might be why quote unquote there's a a secret about it. And two, the thing that I I'm not sure if the ways is related to this, but the fact of the matter is they could know that they send Lark and them to go fuck over Naofumi's world. So they could think that Naofumi's over there to get revenge for them fucking up Correct. his world. That's, that, but that was but once again, that would be some information that they're keeping saying, from like, it's, old it, girl. Th- that information, it could only be kept, be kept from her, possibly because it, it's a rarity. And also, too, why would you want to tell somebody that you summoned to this world that, yeah, we are, we're, se- we're actively sending people to go fuck up a different world. Um, we're the good guys, though. We we are we are the good people. You don't say. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. I, I, I'll say that I I don't disagree in the fact that they could be keeping the waves from her. Or whatever but, but, they are. But once again, but once again, them actively sending people to another world to fuck up shit is part of the waves, though. It could be. I said that. I said that could be. It ain't no could be. I said we it could that. be the way. I said that could be their version of the wave is them infiltrating now Fumi's world. I did say that that what it could be. I'm just saying. The only the uh it being what Naofumi's version is would be and her not knowing about it would be a would be weird to me because I'm just saying like even if that's not happening in her region that is still that is a crazy ass occurrence to not know about. <laughs> and once again, At she all. might not know about it because it happened during while she was in the fucking labyrinth. But what? I'm sticking with it. I don't care. I'm sticking with it. I don't know if it would have started until until proven further notice. Until proven wrong, I'm sticking. And that's fair. I think you're crazy, but that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I guess we can move into our dislikes for this episode. See, Uh, I didn't really have much for this episode, but one thing I did have for last episode that they kind of rectified with this one. I felt like the we weren't getting enough stakes. Um. In terms of the show, like okay, in the last season, I said this before, we, we get a lot of personal stake. Like now, Fumi has to prove himself to be a hero <laughs> and a good person, and that, and after that, we kind of just is like, oh, this giant turtle might, may or may not destroy the world, <laughs> may or may not oh, fuck us up, th- and, and and they, but they add no personal stake to it, and in this, I still was like, I don't. Philo's missing, but it feels like to me that they're going to find her. So it doesn't feel yeah. like I should be on the edge of my seat for anything, really. And this episode, they kind of fixed it because of this whole, like, showing me, oh, that she was in bondage. And then Rataya's whole bar disappeared. So I'm like, okay, personal stake back. So I, it, <laughs> and so I don't really have one for this episode, but I, uh, but I will say that 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 was something I was worried about for the show moving forward. I was like, yeah, how are they going to reintroduce something that makes the the audience feel like there's urgency, you know? So yeah, no, I agree. Like you said, there's something we touched upon in some of our previous episodes, and like you said, the personal stakes are now back. Mm-hmm. I do agree because it doesn't really get more personal than, than him than somebody stealing Raptali from mm-hmm. him. So <laughs> or, or and Philo as well, but he doesn't got Philo back yeah. now. Um, so. There's that, but yeah, no, I, I do agree with you on that on that statement you just made. But on um, me, I don't really have any dislikes for this episode per se. I do one thing I will f- say I do find weird is it's not necessarily the dislike. It's not even a nitpick. It's just something I really find weird is what the hell is up with all these vassal heroes from this world? Kizuna is the fucking hunter hero, and then old boy is the boat hero. 
Now, what, what is going on? Now, it's interesting with that one. I thought it was interesting because I uh, I don't know if you remember last time we talked about Kizuna. I was like, I wonder if the heroes are based on actions and not items. But then we get a bolt hero, so I was like, that kind of ruined that. Because um, <laughs> I was like, dang, that's kind of cool. Uh, and then there was like bolt, and I was like, well, fuck, all right. Uh, well, there, there goes that theory. But he <laughs> he he also doesn't seem to be able to hurt people though with his weapon. So I'm not. Well, no, because I mean, it's, it's a freaking boat. Unless he's just gonna start taking that and ramming into people. Technically, you can find ways to hurt people with it. But and also, but what is cool, I think, about his boat or whatever, it seems that it's more than just a boat. Like it, it seems to be anything that can really carry a person, but we'll have to see how that if that develops more on. Um, but I do yeah. agree with you. It is weird that we have not seen at least a cardinal hero from this world yet, or at least a mention of one. Um, to our knowledge, at least, because technically yeah, so Lark and Glass could be cardinal heroes, but we just don't know. That's my working theory right now. Um, yeah, it is has been odd. We've been wearing we weren't a whole bunch of vessels, but no cardinals, and that's interesting. Um, the the boat hero just gonna pull up one day with his boat and find out he got he got guns attached to it. <laughs> that <laughs> you thought I could fight? <laughs> that would be truly wild, honestly. My man has a mobile attack to, ship. Yeah, uh, a Gundam, uh, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, th- that was basically I think for dislikes. Um, so we can move into our favorite scenes from this episode, and um, one of mine is Ethnobolt revealing himself to be a giant fucking rabbit because that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Leg- legitimately, they have now for me and him have one conversation about creating that uh Shikigami. The Shikigami and now for me sniffs the air and is like, "Are you human?" And they're like, "Whoa. How did you tell that?" And then he just turns to a giant rabbit and I'm sitting here laughing cuz I was like, "I what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? I was like, what the? All right, cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was also interesting to, um, I guess, find out that he was, he's the counterpart to what the Philolo Queen is for their world, for this world. Oh, yeah, he's which different. Is, which he, was nice to find he out. He acts very, yeah, he's, he can switch between human and monster and, uh. I mean, Philolo, Philo, the Philolo Queen, she can do Yeah, that that's why well. I was just, I was just drawing that parallel, but yeah. That was kind of yeah. cool. I wonder if there's more because, as we saw from what is the fil- the current philo philo queen name? Uh, I can't remember her name. Well, regardless, she's a badass. So I'm wondering how badass he is. Uh, that's all I basically was gonna say. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. She is a badass. So even though he no quote unquote only has you no know, the boat as a vessel weapon, if you will, he himself might be able to do more things through like to, magic you know, fight other than yeah, through magic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So technically he, he probably could. still is be able to fight and stuff like that. Because we what we do know as well that he was a um he holds high status in their world. I can't remember what rank they gave him, but he holds high status mm-hmm. in their world as well. So um one, we do know he is very smart, and so we do know he can do magic as well. So maybe he may be more powerful than than he yeah, you know, he's leading on to show us. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think about that at first. Yeah, no, it's just something to keep an eye out on. Um, besides that, the only other favorite scene I had was now for me uh, getting revenge for Philo, uh, because it was just it was, you know slavery. No one likes slavery. I don't think. Hopefully, I, the viewers. I, <laughs> I'm watching. Um, that was my favorite scene as well. Yeah, no, that was just. 
I did. I one. I didn't, I don't think I expect the rage shield to come back. And two, I, I forgot they had a See. shield that can create illusions. And I was like, this is perfect. Um, See. it was just nice. I I didn't think he lost the rage shield. I just think I just didn't think he had the ability to tap back into it because he was low level again. So it was kind of cool was, to see that he still can bring it I, back. Well, out. I didn't think it was permanent. I was more so like, oh, this is he's in a new world. He's starting at level one. I didn't think it was going basically what you said more so. But I was thinking like he wasn't gonna get it back till he went back to you know his regular world. I know how. Well, no, I just think. Well, I didn't take it as that. I just took it as he's locked out of all his other uh, shields. Yeah. You know, there are certain levels you know that he has to be to to use. Yeah, that. but because was, we saw him use that um that spirit shield in this episode yeah. as well, so he still has access to his old shield. Some of his old shields. I just don't think think he has access to all of them due to him going back to level yeah, one. Yeah, no, that's a good. Well, he's not level one anymore, but he's still a low level yeah. now. He's not the same level he was in his other world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So that's a good thing to keep track of that he still has access to the other ones and some new ones because I think he has a cardboard one or whatever now. So I don't know what that'll do, <laughs> but hey, I'm assuming nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my favorite scenes. Did you have any other? No, no? like I said, that, the one with the ref shield and him getting his revenge on um. Oh boy, that stole. Yeah. So I, Philo I'm, I'm, was my I'm ready. I'm ready. So basically, all I'm ready for is to see Ke- Keo get his ass beat by uh, now for me now, and to see where Lark and Glass come in because we know that they technically have returned to this world, but we have not seen them yet. See, so we have not seen them. We'll yet. have to wait and figure out what's going on. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm really gonna surprise. Not surprise. I'm really waiting on to see what Keo more has up his sleeves because we know he has some type of bigger plan for him going and you know getting all the souls from these different Guardian beasts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what the overall his overall yeah, what's goal the, is. What's What's the tea here, Keo? What's What's going on? What's really <laughs> What's really happening? <laughs> like, is it, is it just your good old fashioned I'm finna take over the world type situation, or is he does he have something else planned? Exactly. Exactly. But all right, let's go ahead and rate this episode now. Um, this one, I, what you got well, for okay, it? Because so I think I got like a seven. Yeah. Th- okay. So this one I gave a seven. The other one I think I gave like a six or whatever. But I, this one I gave a seven since we're focused on it. And the reason I gave this a seven, while at the end it kind of does make up for like that worry I had, it's kind of like mm-hmm. too little, too late in a way. Well, not too little, too late, but it's kind of late. Is all I'll say. Um, and it could have, I don't know, it could have been more, maybe, but I like the direction that, uh, Shield Hero is currently going, and I hope that they stick to it, because I think it'll be better, because this, I I don't think, I, uh, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that I speak for both of us a little bit on this and some of the anime community, but Shield Hero, you've been born for a minute. You had one, yeah, you had, you had one really, you had one very decent episode. One so far, <laughs> one. and this one, and this one is probably like the second most decent out of that. But that's not saying a lot. So I'm gonna need them to keep going with this route for that we got from this episode. Yes. Because agree. the most interesting thing is the the fact that one, he's the the stake is Reptalia being lost, and then two, the this new world and how everything it interacts within it and the people that we See, know from here. So yeah, it, um, it definitely looks like we're building up to a decent climax here. That can hopefully save the horrible season that we've had so far with Shield Hero season two here. Um, hopefully the you no know, the climax is 
looking to be good because like I just stated, the personal stakes is now here. And then two, we don't know what Keo's big grand plan mm-hmm. is yet, just yet. So hopefully whatever that is, it gets revealed and, you know, we got to stop him one way or another. Basically, we, we should be due for a big battle here. That's that's what it's leading up to. We should be due for a big battle here one way or another. Um, Whether it's going to be episode 10. Well, it has to be episode 10 because I think season two is only 12 episodes long this season. Is it? So, are, are you sure that's not like the first half of the core? Because it could be. I could, don't. Because it could just no, be. I just read. If I'm not mistaken, I looked. I was when I was doing my research for Shear Hero and stuff that Shear Hero is only going to be twelve episodes long for this season. Okay, guys, take- it could be the first core, like you said. That's what I'm hoping because I'm, I'm not sure what can they resolve in three episodes with what we got going on, but. Who knows? Yeah, it, it'll be, I could it, be wrong. it'll be interesting to see. So, just uh, for the viewers and listeners, uh, just take that with a grain of salt—the twelve episode thing, because we're not one hundred percent sure on that. Yes, not one hundred percent sure. But if I'm not mistaken, when I was doing my research, I found when I was looking at some you know stuff, articles and stuff, they were saying that Shield Hero that, Season Two was only supposed to be twelve episodes. That would be kind of disappointing because I feel like they have a chance if they take if ta- if if they're not rushing it. I feel like they have a chance to really pull the season back up because yeah no i mean no i agree but i mean but this is something we discussed episode one of she hero that it was only gonna be two was episodes it? okay long. i don't i yeah look a lot's happened since episode one. <laughs> <laughs> you have to forgive me we we, we was down tomodachi game in episode one so <laughs> we, we we were well i mean wasn't necessarily doubting it we was just Waiting to see what it's going to do. But anyways, but speaking of Tomodachi Game, so that is the end of Shield Hero here. Everybody, let us know down below in the comments what you think of episode 8 and 9 of Shield Hero. And do you agree with us as well that you like the direction where season 2 now of Shield Hero is heading in? Do you not like it? Do you think they could be doing something else? You know, how you guys feel about these two episodes and I guess in the season overall for Shield Hero season 2. And we're going to move on to our last anime for today, the finale. Tomodachi game, both episode eight and nine. And then once again, we're only going to go through the, I guess, the notable points of episode eight for this anime. So, McMillian, go ahead. You know, well, I'll hand it off to you. (laughs) (laughs) Tomodachi game. I'm going to say this before I get into this. Tomodachi game continues to surprise me with the bullshit that it ends up pulling off, honestly. Um, So, we're going to start with episode eight. And in true Tomodachi game fashion, this episode titles long as hell uh it's a game where you wait and wait and wait <laughs> and keep waiting that is that is the full title for episode eight one one thing i will say i can appreciate about tomo dutch game is they're sticking they're sticking to their guns with these crazy titles and, for these episodes and they're accurate because that is legitimately what happened in episode eight so i'm i'm gonna <laughs> just break it down real quick so episode eight um we get more of an explanation on the rules um um, me and Alex aren't going to go over it too much. Um, we may post a screenshot of the notes that we have or something. I have a timestamp. But basically, just know they expound upon violence, switching, food, and uh, give up. And give up. That's basically the they they kind of flesh those out more. Um, Tenji, uh, as being the hider, uh, they spend a majority of the first half of the episode looking without Maria, looking for Tenji a hiding place. Um and Yuichi basically divulges to Tenji is like, look, man, if we're going to win because of our low numbers, we might have to play dirty. Tenji does not fully understand what that means because Yuichi does not expound upon that, but he's like, look, Yuichi, I'm going to trust you wholeheartedly because you 
are trying to do get revenge. Well, technically, he's trying to you know take down the establishment. Well, then give Tenji revenge for his dad. Um, fast forward, we find out. <laughs> um, that, yes, immediately fast forward. Uh, we find immediately. We, we find out that Tenji has been left two days within the cave that they found as a hiding place. Uh, I'd be pissed. And again, they, he hasn't eaten for three. On top of the two, so now it's five. Well, five. Well, I'm now. saying now it's five. Yeah, five he now. had they yeah. had drinking water for at least some of those three days, but now he's gone a full pissed. two days without water and five days without eating. I believe in science that you can only go a week without eating before you start to actually like enter dying, like for real, like for real, yes, for real. It's a week. Um, it's a week. So yeah. your boy, you can imagine that your boy Tenji is going through it. So yeah, Tenji a week with no food and oh like, excuse me no one water. rule I forgot to say that they also uh, they have cell phones and that is and uh, they can call See. anybody um, which is also something I feel like we should be you know paying attention to because I feel like that's a major thing the fact that they can call well he didn't I don't know did they say anybody because yes. I they don't know call, they... they can call any of well not any well excuse me they can't call anyone that's outside of the game they can call any member like any member of like group c or group k can contact anyone they choose within the game not game masters or anybody out in the world but they can communicate between themselves so i i'm gonna just say that's something to keep in mind because the switch rule and that is pretty powerful together uh moving forward but tenji uh with that being said tenji uh, uses his phone call to be like, hey, Yuichi, I just, you know, I just want to check up on, see what's going on, where my goddamn burger's at, you motherfucker. And uh, Group K, BTS, answers, and they're like, you've been abandoned. You're not important. Um, and they say that th- this is what Yuichi is telling. He, they they say that's what's happened, what Yuichi's telling them. Um, they're suggesting that he just quits. And Tenji's like, nah, if he's doing all this, he's doing it for a reason. And I'm going to stick beside him. <laughs> and he just and he just leaves out that I'm gonna stick beside my boy. Yep. Um. And then basically for the rest of the episode, we get to spend our time with Group K, and we find out that Group K, the reason they're so close and tight knit, is that they're a sports team. Not only are they friends, but they're they're into sports, so they're bonded by sport anime bullshit, if you will. And that makes them more reliant, I guess, on each other, more able to function as a unit. Um, which is which makes it harder, and the, and within that, that we find out that me and Ace were correct, and that Big Homie, um, was the leader, and they legitimately don't do things without consulting this man, like at all, <laughs> um, because by the end of this episode, uh, Duichi, uh, basically. Uh, announces to Group K that he wants to switch sides. And that starts off a whole hullabaloo, but that's in the next episode. Um, so with that being said, I'll just say this. Generally, I think episode 8 was really good because Sinji going through it (laughs) was wild as fuck to me. That, uh, as well as the commentary from the Game Masters and stuff that was just cool. I, I thought the best part of the episode. I that whenever was, the whenever whenever the game masters commentate is is some of the best I thought parts all, of the episode. I just saw all of that cumulating was just a fun. One, this episode should not be funny, but it's the most hilarious shit ever <laughs> because Tenji is going through it, and I no, um, legit it, it, it like he at one point 
I believe it's in this episode. He starts hallucinating that Yuichi yes, came. It was in this episode, yeah. That Yuichi came to give him food. That's not true at all. Which is fucked up. It's not it's true. so fucked up. At all. Bro. Huh. That was so fucked up. And then, no, what we found out, of course, through episode nine, this wasn't the case. But when Tenji got that call from old boy and other team, and he was like, you know, Yuichi is spilling your secrets and stuff like that. I was like, Yuichi wouldn't do that. You see, and then, you know, fast forward. You see him post up on that table know, with just yeah. him and Maria just sitting there like, yeah, we've been talking. Well, Yuichi been talking, but like. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, no shot, right? That that Yuichi's doing this man like this, right? Like, it's, it's no shot. But I, I will say this. Tenji is a better man than me because I don't know if I could have lasted as long as this man. Five days with no food, three days already with no water. Well, two days with no water, not three. That's tough. That's I real th- tough. In reality, I think you can only go th- uh, three days, I think, without water. So I don't. Yes, no, it's three. It's, it's a week with no food, three no days water. without water. Um, I get hangry, <laughs> <laughs> so I would have probably by day one, not day one. I, I w- you would have had me fucked up. <laughs> no, no, see, well, I, I will say this: I, I, w- I would have got past day one. You probably would have had me fucked up, yes, but I would have made it past day one. I, w- I would at least say that I would have gave you one day. Now day two, I don't know if I would have made it past day two. Uh, maybe now. I, I would. You get day one, but I don't know about day two. Maybe I'm more <laughs> resilient than I think. I don't know, but I know me, and if I don't have food at least once during the day, I feel terrible, and I'll do anything to not feel terrible. <laughs> Well, you just, well, the only reason why I say that is because some days I, I can go all day without eating. Ha- really. It's, now, a, it's have, a bad habit. Yes, I, I was about to say, if, it's I, a habit that I, have. if I am focused on something, that is true. I can go without eating. But the thing is, yes. you leave me in a cave where I have nothing to focus on. That's no, no, I, no, I, I feel <laughs> you. No, I feel you. Like I said, you get one day. You get one day. I can, I can, no, I can look at myself and think, yes, I can make one day. Now, that day two, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making it past day two, but I can give you one day. <laughs> but I don't know I don't about know. day you two. You would have had me fucked up, but especially after, especially after I start hallucinating and stuff. Oh, oh man, it's time to it's time to push the button. It's time to push the button. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand. I would love to hear, uh, guys. Even though we got to you know talk about episode eight, uh, episode nine, please do let us know how long do you think you would have lasted. I would have. I would like to hear. That. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, but moving on to episode. Nine of Tomodachi Game, um, which is titled Hurry Up and Switch Sides. Uh, we basically leave off from where we left off at. And remember I say BTS basically has to consult their leader on everything. And I do mean everything. It's even this decision, which we find out um, in this episode, or from last episode, the switching rule. Technically, only one member of a team has to accept the switch for it to happen. And at mm-hmm. first, that's what it seemed like was going to happen. But like I said, you know, BTS got so the uh, big leader, and he said, "No, stay <laughs> hell, no. hell no, stay strong," because we basically got him on the ropes. Because and this was figured out in the last episode. Basically, this game isn't really hide and seek. It's more of a war of how long the hider can last before he gives. Yeah, before he gives, before Quit. he or she gives up. Um. So. Uh, obviously, the switch does not go through because the big guy is not stupid. 
<laughs> um, but Yuichi, we get flashes within doing so. We kind of go to Maria and the other game masters, and we get flashes of Maria basically having her discussions with Yuichi, saying like, "Oh, she's dedicated to the team." And Yuichi explains, saying, "Hey, um, because of our low numbers, I'm gonna have to use you in any way possible. You okay with that?" And she agrees. And I already knew <laughs> that it was going to be some shit. <laughs> and immediately after agreeing, as we know, Maria is a game master hidden. She immediately messaged after that. I think after that talk, she messaged her friend, uh, her other game master, and said, this man is a more is a is a crazy is a uh, much more of a crazy asshole, crazier asshole than we believed. Well, or I don't so- think she I, I, at least I don't recall if she messaged people, but I think there was more some inner dialogue she was having with herself. I I remember the other game master reacting to it, so that's all I'm saying, but uh that could that you could be correct cuz that was the inner dialogue that she did say to herself as well. But I do remember the other game master mentioning it either in this episode or last episode. Uh but, but basically, um within this episode we see Yuichi interact with two group K members. Uh, the blonde one, whose name is Oni. technically all four. Well, it's all four, four, but I'm saying like most of the interactions happen between these two specific ones. Yeah. Um, Correct. which one of them is named Onigarara, Onigawara. I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, Hashi Hashiratani, Hashiratani. Um, You're gonna call this man Hashira for short. No, because Hashiras are cool, and I'm not gonna disrespect. Him. <laughs> uh, but basically, he interacts with those two, and the whole time from the flashback, we understand that Yuichi's looking for something, and he said, "When I find it, he's gonna give." When he finds, it, he's gonna give Maria the zip. So Yuichi's talking with uh, Onigawara. Onigawara tells him this sad sob story about like how he went to how he was causing his basketball team, his sports team. To end up start losing because he wasn't as good as everybody else. But so he pra- he he practiced and gave his heart out to, to be better. Um, for the team, for the team, and Yuichi, you know, uh, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, Yuichi's acting like good boy Yuichi right now. He's like, oh, okay, I understand you, I get you, that's cool and everything. And then um, Hashiratani shows up and he's like, hey, where's the girl? You obviously cannot, and you out here just being buddy buddy with this dude. He we already know he can provoke you and stuff. You go watch her, cause you ain't doing this right. <laughs> um, so Hashiratani and them switch. Uh, well, they don't switch positions, but basically Onigawara goes to find Maria, who's taking a bath at the moment, fully naked. And Onigawara freaks out, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Well, quote, not fully naked. Not, oh, sorry, her not fully naked. This this is Underclothes. this is a PG anime <laughs> um, for now, cause I feel like we're gonna get into some really dark shit later, but. I can't either confirm or deny that. Well, I, well, PG thirteen at least. I will say at least PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, after Onigawara sees this, he freaks out because he's very chivalrous. Um, as we're learning, he's a very good person. Um, and he freaks out. He goes back to Hashiratani. He's like, "Yo, man, I can't watch her. She, I, she's taking a bath. That's like, totally invasive." And Hashiratani's like, "What are you, you? What is up with you? No, go do your job." And in the midst of them arguing. Uh, Yuichi gives a signal. He says, I found what I'm looking for. He grabs, at, and from what he does, you think that it's an item, because he ends up, like, taking a bag, and he starts running. Um, Maria meets up with him. They're getting chased by Onigawara and Hashiratani, and they're on this cliff. <laughs> and, oh, obviously, man. if you're watching this, I hope you're watching the show, but if not, the, 
our boy Yuichi gives no fuck for the for these hoes. None at all. Because the distraction that he used Maria for was to push her off of the cliff. So he could get a straight getaway to his boy Tenji so he can get food. Maria does get saved by the two group K members. But this man should be in jail. We're going to talk about this, but go ahead and finish the summary, so, though. To finish but, out the summary, we basically, Tenji, uh, Yuichi basically tells Tenji that he passed the test, that he can fully trust him now, and Yuichi basically divulges all the secrets of what his plan is. And his plan, Yuichi says, his plan to fight dirty is basically to exploit Onigawara as this group, as he is the kindest person within his group, and use that to slowly break the friend group of Group K. And Correct. we see this already work because at the end of this episode, <laughs> Onigawara is like, Yuichi is crazy. But, well, he doesn't say this exactly, but basically what I'm understanding from how this happened, they sit end up saving Maria. Onigawara is very upset by what Yuichi did. So by the end of this episode, Onigawara is like, I'm going to switch teams. And I, my, from my understanding, I think the reason that it happens is because he's concerned about Maria's safety. That's... Very interesting. You know, we're gonna go ahead and touch upon that topic right now since you since it's it's fresh. So you think the reason he's switching sides is because he wants to protect Maria from Yuichi. That's an interesting fact. I thought he wanted to switch sides because um after after he saved, you know, after the after the two group K members saved Maria, we saw the Maria which was, I think was part of the plan, um, I guess kind of start float, flirting with um, Hashiratani. And that kind of, I guess, upset it Oni, Oni Gawa because she, he was the one who, um, he was the one who saved her. And Yuichi also mentions that he was, um, that old boy, on, old boy Oni is kind of like weird again around girls and stuff like that. And so I thought he switched sides because he was jealous. That's what I thought. That I mean, that could be a part of it. But I think ultimately the reason he did it as being the kindest member was that he felt like he had to be a, a knight in shining armor. Correct. And your 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 theory sounds way more plausible than mine's, and it makes a lot of sense. But we won't know until the next episode. But we can see this mastermind, this this demon, working his magic. Um Correct. And then I will say we are definitely starting to see the more real side of Yuichi because one there is no guarantee that the group K members save Maria once he pushes her off the cliff. None, None at all. No guarantee. Like he, like he had. Even if he was correct about the assumption that old boy was gonna try attempt to save her, there's still no guarantee that he is going to be able save to her. save her. Mm-hmm. He basically literally just pushed her yep. off and was like, "Good luck." As, it was just good luck. As Tenji said in the episode, that's a crazy gamble. But as Yuichi explained. I got him. <laughs> Which is probably the most asinine but Chad explanation you could give to a situation is that I, I got him. I'm that guy. I mean, but still, that's wild as fuck. Because he literally could have just killed that guy. Oh, right 100%. But also, I don't know if he's really, if he really cares. Because I think Yuichi has already pretty much figured out Probably that not. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure he, ha- like you say, he already got some type of, you know, 
eyes on her and he thinks that I don't think I don't I don't think he 100% knows that she's a part of the Tomatachi game but I do know he you know he's, of course he's, he's very watching sus- her I, and very yeah. suspicious of her so I don't so he's obviously you know call, he I don't think he really that's not his friend at the end of the day that, he don't know that motherfucker at that point yes so. he's very suspicious of her but I don't think he knows that she's part so of the Tomatachi game yet because one if he figures that out how the fuck you figure that out, sir? Like, you explain I mean, this shit. The only me. inkling he could do is like, is it that it's very suspicious that she is the only one of her group that made it to this point, and that they allow her to continue by herself? Well, not necessarily because at the end of their game, too, Shiho, if if it wasn't for Yuichi being himself, Shiho would have been the only one well, that passed but her the thing game. Is it is it's it seemed to be understood that you would have just lost if that was the case, though. That's a, that's kind of what they well they don't flat out say it but they basically kind of explain that game this game is impossible to do by oneself so correct and, techni- and technically so yes she what, what I'm saying theoretically yes she technically would have just lost but, but she still would have went on to but, the next well, game but what I'm saying though. is I think what Yuichi as dev as devious as he is could surmise that this might not be an actual player because if it was would they really do merge the groups together or not i think that that's in his head the idea that thought i don't think he's full like you said i don't think he's fully realized it but that could be a thought in his head because that would be a thought in mine like hmm this is normally happen y'all y'all normally be doing this i, I mean i don't know like you said, i said the explanation they did give was you know good was basically Right on the spot. Well, what could have happened to them? But I'm saying, what, what could have happened? Because it almost happened to what, them. That's themselves. what I'm saying. So that's, that's why. I, that's why know. I said I don't fully think he's. He thinks it's that. But what I'm saying is the idea is probably there. Of like this does not seem. I mean, this could be a thing that they normally do. But is it? Correct. That's, that's all no, I'm I mean, saying. Yeah. Is that he probably has the idea I, in his head? Because yeah, no, I, 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 I would think know. that too. I'd be like, okay, I'm a little cautious. I don't know the fuck you are. Uh, no, hundred percent. Be cautious. No, 100% because it's just no. some random player, and you know you're not going to trust them regardless of if you, whatever, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically from there, um, we can go into our dislikes. I, I don't know if I speak for both of us. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Um, so from there. I'm good. So from there. <laughs> I'm good. There's nothing to say. It, this, it, look, it's a Tomodachi game hidden, and if, you, and if your friends aren't watching, beg them. <laughs> not big though. <laughs> tie them in a chair and make them watch it. It's a good show. If they don't like it, do, they're wrong. Give them the robot chicken treatment. <laughs> yes. Uh, but from there, we can move on to our favorite scenes. And I have so much from both of these. So I'm just going to do nine. Um, See. Maria being pushed. Hands down. The wildest shit that happened. Hands down. It. I honestly the, like. Yeah, wildest shit that's happened so far, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna get wilder. But that, when I say to you, I was not, I wasn't not ready, even though I could have technically predicted that. Because oh, we're we're running along this cliff edge. How he's gonna? How is he gonna do it? I just didn't expect that. And now, was, and now I know I'm underestimating how crazy this motherfucker is. That's all. That's yes. all I'm learning. <laughs> Listen, I, I was none the wiser, and then like I said before. He basically he basically just took a fat ass gamble because there is no guarantee that that man saves Maria. None, none at all. Um, and then another thing, I guess. Now that you brought that up, does that not count as violence? I you know it's funny. I thought that too. 
But it seems like maybe violence is is more of a direct type of like action. And when I say direct, I mean like your like a bald fist punching someone. Like physical. Yeah, like somebody. I don't think like if it doesn't cause physical harm, maybe it doesn't count. Maybe that's the loophole around the violence. About the violence. Because yeah. a push rule, yeah. necessarily does not cause physical harm. You falling from a push does. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, maybe he just figured out a way around it, which is still crazy. But at the end of the day, he took a major gamble. While he was right, that's still wild as hell. Um, and uh, from there, my other, my only other favorite scene besides that is uh, Yuichi announcing his plan to bring down Group K because it just got me hyped. Because I was just like, okay, how... How are we gonna pull this off? <laughs> my my last favorite scene is not necessarily him announcing like his plan to bring down Group K. It's more just starting to see that come to fruition when we saw um Onigara switch sides. Because why would he switch sides? I do like your theory. Like you say, he wants to you know kind of be the shiny knight in armor and now protect Maria from Yuichi crazy ass. And so, but I what is going through this man's head is that's gonna make it that's literally making him portray his team right now in Swiss size. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking about. And that's what I want to see next. What happened next? Crazy shit. Crazy shit. I look forward to every time I got your episode. Even though I was on vacation, was like I didn't watch it, but the moment I got back, it was like one of the first things I did. So Tomodachi, beautiful. Uh as far as the rating goes, uh I gave this an eight. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm about to say at least and no lower than eight. That none low. I don't think. I don't think. I think it was missing maybe some more things here and there to bump it up to at least a nine or a ten. Mm-hmm. Well, at least a nine because it's not a ten. But I think it was missing some more things here and there to bump it up to a nine. But yes, it's definitely an mm-hmm. eight. I no no question in my mind that was that that episode was just really nice. The way they execute showing off the plans happening and the explanation. Really good, really good Tomodachi game. It's, it's, it's really good. Like Yuichi is slowly, slowly starting to break down Group K, and I just can't wait to see what happens next. Because one, is it was his plan all along just to get one to switch over, being the quote unquote the nicest guy of the group, and you no, know, from there it starts tumbling down the rest of, you know, the friendship in Group K because that is going to start some some shit in their friendship. Him, this man switching sides. Oh. Regardless of his reason, regardless, <laughs> like it's it's going it's going to start some mess. One hundred percent. But um, because I can't remember the the full rules, but I know if you switch sides and your team the the team your original team wins, you end up taking some debt, but you go back to your original team and you um you know you contend that you gain. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was for if you switch side and that team wins. I can't remember what happens then. I think you win. You I think you if I remember correctly. You get some of your debt taken off, but you don't continue no, on to the next yeah, game. Basically, I think that if I remember, I believe correctly. you are correct. Um, so anything can happen right now, and I am looking forward to it. Uh, but with all that being said, um, that is oh, those yes. are all of our animes. So that is the end of our Tomodachi game review. Once again, let us know down below in the comments what you think of both episode 8 and 9. And if you're just as hyped for episode 10 as we are um, during this, the time of this airing, actually, episode 10 will already be out. But let us know what you guys think and how, you know, how hyped you are for episode 10. Um, please 
Once again, no spoilers, but <laughs> let us know what you think down below in the comments. Yep. Um, and with that, I'll be saying, guys, that's basically our animes for today. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. So as always, up, guys, l- thank you for watching and thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. As always, um, if you do enjoy our stuff, please consider you know liking and subscribing on YouTube and sharing the podcast and giving us a good review. It really helps us grow. Um, you know. Grow the community, grow the council, grow this team. Um, as always, if See you, you want to keep up to date with us, uh, please consider following us on our social media, and that is at Taco Council on Facebook and Twitter, and at Taco. Oh, excuse me, I say on Facebook and Twitter, on Facebook and Instagram, and at Otaku's on Twitter. Uh, basically, uh, as Ace mentioned earlier, there may or may not be an episode uh, next week. You will basically find that out through. Uh, those channels our social yeah. media so do yes. please uh keep you know keeping up to date basically means that you'll be up to date with when we you know any information that comes to uh from us to you um and as always guys appreciate you make sure you go appreciate you make sure you go and watch some good ass anime um See and you. you know just enjoy life uh this is Gurren Otaku Council signing off saying meeting adjourned peace peace